Good morning, friends. Today is Monday, the 30th of November, 2020. Welcome to Advent um, and the new year of the church. Our readings for this morning are Psalm 34, Isaiah 49, 1 through 6, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 through 16, and the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. Um, these are the special readings for St. Andrew, whose feast day is today. We are no longer strangers and sojourners, but citizens together with the saints and members of the household of God. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God. Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our God is glorious in all the saints. Come, let us worship. Be joyful in God, all you lands. Serve God with gladness and come before God's presence with a song. Know this, God is our only true and holy sovereign. They themselves has made us and we are theirs. We are God's people and the sheep of God's pasture. Enter God's gates with thanksgiving and go into God's courts with praise. Give thanks to God and call upon God's name. For God is good, their mercy is everlasting and their faithfulness endures from age to age. Our God is glorious in all the saints. Come, let us worship. Psalm 34. I will bless God at all times. God's praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in God. Let the humble hear and be glad. O magnify God with me, and let us exalt God's name together. I sought God, and God answered. God delivered me from all my fears. Look to God and be radiant. 
so your face shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by God and was saved from every trouble. The angels of God encamps around, the angel of God encamps around those who fear God and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that God is good. Happy are those who take refuge in God. Oh, fear God, you God's holy ones. For those who fear God have no want. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek God lack no good thing. Come, O oh children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of God. Which of you desires life and covets many days to enjoy good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of God are on the righteous, and God's ears are open to their cry. The face of God is against evildoers, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, God hears and rescues them from all their troubles. God is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God rescues them from them all. God keeps all their bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil brings death to the wicked, but those who hate the righteous will be condemned. God redeems the life of God's servants. None of those who take refuge in God will be condemned. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah chapter 49, verses 1 through 6. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. God called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, God named me. God made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of God's hand, God hid me. God made me a polished arrow. In God's quiver, God hid me away. And God said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing in vanity. Yet, surely my cause is with God and my reward with my God. And now God says, the God who formed me in the womb to be their servant, to bring Jacob back to them, and that Israel might be gathered to them. For I am honored in the sight of God, and my God has become my strength. And God says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle C, the Song of Hannah. My heart exalts in you, O God. My triumph song is lifted in you. My mouth derides my enemies, for I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like you nor any rock to be compared to you, our God. Do not heap up prideful words or speak in arrogance. Only God is knowing and weighs all actions. The bows of the mighty are broken, 
but the weak are clothed in strength. Those once full now labor for bread. Those who hungered now are well fed. The childless woman has borne sevenfold, while the mother of many is forlorn. God destroys and brings to life, casts down and raises up, gives wealth or takes it away, humbles and dignifies. God raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with the rulers and inherit a place of honor. For the pillars of the earth are God's, on which the whole earth is founded. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1-16. through 16. Think of us in this way, as servants of Christ and stewards of God's mysteries. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found trustworthy. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. I do not even judge myself. I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is God who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before God comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive commendation from God. I have applied all this to Apollos and myself for your benefit, brothers and sisters, so that you may learn through us the meaning of the saying, nothing beyond what is written so that none of you will be puffed up in favor of one against another. For who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you received it, why do you boast as if it were not a gift? Already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. Quite apart from us, you have become kings. Indeed, I wish that you had become kings, so that we might be kings with you. For I think that God has exhibited us apostles as last of all, as though sentenced to death, because we have become a spectacle to the world, to angels and to mortals. We are fools for the sake of Christ, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are held in honor, but we in disrepute. To the present hour, we are hungry and thirsty. We are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless, and we grow weary from the work of our own hands. When reviled, we bless. When persecuted, we endure. When slandered, we speak kindly. We have become like the rubbish of the world, the dregs of all things, to this very day. I am not writing this to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you might have 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many parents. Indeed, in Christ Jesus, I became your parent through the gospel. I appeal to you then, be imitators of me. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle Q, Song of Christ's Goodness. Jesus, as a mother, you gather your people to you. You are gentle with us as a mother with her children. Often you weep over our sins and our pride. 
tenderly you draw us from hatred and judgment. You comfort us in sorrow and bind up our wounds. In sickness you nurse us and with pure milk you feed us. Jesus, by your dying we are born to new life. By your anguish and labor we come forth in joy. Despair turns to hope through your sweet goodness. Through your gentleness we find comfort in fear. Your warmth gives life to the dead. Your touch makes sinners righteous. Jesus, our Savior, heal us. In your love and tenderness, remake us. In your compassion, bring grace and forgiveness. For the beauty of heaven, may your love prepare us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher. Where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and they remained. And they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. Of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus were Andrew, one of the two, excuse me, one of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Well, friends, I'm feeling a little discombobulated this morning, but let's let's go back through our readings and maybe the Holy Spirit will help us. First, let's read and what and see what holy women, holy men has to say about Andrew. Um, This is on page 90. Most biographical notes on this apostle begin, Andrew was Simon Peter's brother, and he is so described in the Gospels. Identifying Andrew as Peter's brother makes it easy to know who he is, but it also makes it easy to overlook the fact of Andrew's special gift to the company of Christ. The Gospel according to John tells how Andrew, a disciple of John the Baptist, was one of two disciples who followed Jesus after John had pointed him out, saying, Behold the Lamb of God. Andrew and the other disciple went with Jesus and stayed with him, and Andrew's first act afterward was to find his brother and bring him to Jesus. We might call Andrew the first missionary in the company of disciples. Though Andrew was not a part of the inner circle of disciples, 
Peter, James, and John. He is always named in the list of disciples and appears prominently in several incidents. Andrew and Peter were fishermen, and Matthew's Gospel records Jesus calling them from their occupation and their immediate response to his call. Andrew was the disciple who brought the boy with the loaves and fishes to Jesus for the feeding of the multitude. We hear little of Andrew as a prominent leader, and he seems always to be in the shadow of Peter. Isubius, the church historian, records his going to Scythia, but there is no reliable information about the end of his life. Tradition has it that he was fastened to an X-shaped cross and suffered death at the hands of angry pagans. Andrew is the patron saint of Scotland. I think we can say that <clears throat> what we know Andrew most for is his followership, his knowing Christ when he saw him, and following Christ without question, without delay. It's this kind of surety that I long for in my own life that I fall into if-then thinking or wishful thinking. Well, if only I had discernment that was so sure that I just knew. I think that's what we are working toward with our spiritual practice, right, is to knowing, to that deep knowing of God that we've been talking about over the last weeks. And I wonder how it was that Andrew knew. First of all, Andrew knew because it was pointed out by someone else, right? John the Baptist pointed Jesus out. And Andrew went to see, as I imagine it, for himself with the other disciple. And when Andrew had seen, and through whatever means of discernment the Spirit granted to him, known he went and found another and led them so that they could know as well. What's interesting, I think, is that it doesn't tell us what Andrew told his brother. And the stories vary from gospel to gospel. But here's a, here's a core truth. The disciples knew Jesus and followed Jesus, imperfect, human, in all of our frailty and falling, as it were. And I think that I think that really that's the root of the daily rhythm of our I'm mixing metaphors here. Maybe that's the baseline of the daily rhythm of our spiritual practice is to continually know God and seek to know God more. And how do we do that? By spending time with God, by following God, by when we think we see God starting out after that spark, drawing near to it, examining it. I think this is what our psalmist speaks to, is seeking and knowing 
and sharing with others, which is the root of discipleship, right? And you and I, my friends, talk about this often. Discipleship and, and the difficulty of, of saying things in ways that others can hear. And I think, I think about family relationships because we're talking about Andrew and Simon Peter and how those can be the most difficult of all. You know, we're so predispositioned not to hear clearly from those, you know, who we grew up with. And there's, there's so much tangled up in that, you know, there's so much to be cleared out of the way as we've talked about. But isn't that like the goal of all interpersonal relationships to, to reflect the relationship that we have with God, which is a relationship of purest love. And I think the closer we get in the one or as we continually seek the one, we, we find the other. I, I find myself struggling. I find myself weary. And, um, and as my son will tell you, I'm no good when I'm tired. Mom's cranky when she's tired. And so I think that, forgive all my verbal pauses and stumbling today too, but I think that in this Advent season, perhaps we can discover the wonder and awe of God and our relationship to God anew. Isaiah reminds us that this this calling, this seeking of us by God in and through Christ began even before we were born. That helps me at least feel that there is a hope that I recognize God that, you know, it, we're taught that that our babies in the womb can recognize voices that we read to them in utero, and then when they're born, they recognize the voice of the ones who who read to them, whether it's you know a parent or anyone and <clears throat> or spoke to them. It doesn't have to be reading, but we we talk about that you know reading and and I think about it this way with Christ that hopefully I will, as it says elsewhere in scripture, recognize the voice of the shepherd because this is the voice that's been speaking to me since before I was in the womb. This is the voice that's been speaking since, since before creation began. This is the voice that spoke before there were words, before there was language, when there was only the heartbeat in the beginning. And I think that just as Andrew heard and was open to what John was saying to him, we have to hear and be open to what teachers in our lives are saying to us. That There are many spiritual guides that can point us towards Christ. And also, <laughs> we have to be careful of those that point us away from Christ, right? That's the test. Is it consolation towards God or is it desolation away from God? And may we discern false teachers from true ones 
and follow those who point us toward Christ. As Paul is trying to point the Corinthians toward Christ. I would that we could know Andrew and his gentle leading better. He seems to be an apostle of few words. And perhaps it would do us well today to spend some time in meditation, imagining what it would be like to be with Andrew. to be pointed toward Christ and to follow Christ alongside this particular disciple. I'm not sure that these musings were any less discombobulated than I had feared, <laughs> but perhaps the Holy Spirit can speak to us. God, as we embark on this Advent journey, Send us guides, send us true and holy guides, like John and like Andrew. Help us to see and to hear what is pointing us towards you, what is leading to consolation. Let us with expectant hope in this season of Advent encounter you anew, dear God. We know that all things are possible through you. And we bring before you all that needs healing and renewal. We know that you are faithful to heal us just as you are faithful to call us. As you have been making and healing and growing and calling us since before we existed. In the holy name of your incarnate Jesus Christ, all this we pray. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. And now we will, as we have been, use the prayers from the Iona Abbey worship book. These begin on page 12. Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry, those from whom in time or place or affection we are distant. Into your care, O God, we place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves. God bless to us our bodies. God bless to us our souls. God bless to us our lives. God bless to us our belief. Let us share the prayer that Jesus taught us in our own language or preferred version. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. 
Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the blessing of light be upon us, light without and light within. May the moon, sun, and stars shine on us and warm every heart till it glows like a great fire, so that strangers and friends may come in and find welcome. May light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in a window, and may God bless us with goodness and loving kindness. Amen. The Collect for St. Andrew Almighty God, who gave such grace to your Apostle Andrew, that he readily obeyed the call of your incarnate Jesus Christ and brought his brother with him. Give us who are called by your holy word grace to follow without delay and to bring those near to us into Christ's gracious presence who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. And the Collect for this week, the Collect for the first Sunday of Advent, Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life in which your begotten, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when Christ shall come again in their glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through the one who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us use, as we have been often lately, the prayer attributed to St. Francis as our prayer for mission. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Dear God, we pray for this season of Advent. We pray for your coming and your coming anew. We pray to re-encounter you throughout this season, to be comforted and joyful, to have hope and love rekindled, that we may be, as we have been praying so often lately, moved to action, moved to be your love in our homes, in our communities, in our world. God, care for us. Give us the strength. Give us the energy. Give us the wisdom that is needed in this time. Most of all, God, heal us. Remove that which continues to wound us. Cast aside anything 
anything that blocks or diffuses or in any way lessens or obstructs our receiving of love from you and our transmitting of your love. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, all this we pray. The gen- Let us say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you in the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. We live without fear. Our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.